Welcome to Agoracom Interviews, our production of Agoracom, in which we speak to small cap industry influence about what's going on in the industry. With us today, man, I'm really happy to have him. He's, he's not a client. He's Terry Lynch. He's the founder of SCM, Save Canadian Mining. That's basically the advocacy, advocacy group, the lobbyists uh, who have been going out there fighting on behalf of small cap companies and small cap investors. And what they've been doing is basically lobbying the Ontario Securities Commission, IROC, other Securities Commission, provincial governments to put an end to predatory short selling. So for those of you who may not be totally familiar with that, let me just give you a brief rundown. I'm going to read off the SCM website. In 2012, uh, IROC and the CSA, the Canadian Securities Agency, removed a trading rule known as the tick test. All right. Uh, which restricted short selling to, you know, either neutral or uptick uh, selling. And uh, that was what we all considered back then fair short selling. These changes uh, were applied to not only the main listing venue of Venture Exchange and now the CSE, but equally uh, applied across all Canadian trading venues, of which there are 14 today, uh, reducing both exchanges' abilities uh, and, and even maybe the big board, but for our conversations, really venture and CSE that matter. To, uh, to affect any change. So since removal of the test, the Canadian markets have evolved and there now exists a dynamic where short selling activities, high frequency trading and algorithms are exploiting the lack of that tick test. And that's been to the detriment of Canadian, of Canada's junior markets. And we've all seen it, right? Can companies appreciate value, going nicely, a lot of excitement, and then they just get hammered. And we know that that's not just investor decide they want to sell, you know, it's this predatory uh, uh, short selling. Uh, so they've been calling on the CSA and IROC and everybody they can get to, to evaluate, uh, to reevaluate instituting the tick test, or at least put in the rules to make it really difficult or almost impossible uh, for, for uh, predatory short selling to end. And I think they've succeeded. That's why we got them. Terry, welcome to the show, man. Great to see you, George. Great to be here. Thanks for uh, having us on. Well, look, first thing I'm going to say is heartfelt on behalf of all small cap issuers, especially those who are Gorecom clients, and on behalf of all small cap investors, especially those who are Gorecom members and followers, uh, thank you for the tireless work that you and your group, because I know you're going to, I know what you're going to say it's not all you, but you're yeah. the founder. You really spearheaded this. We know that you've got the likes of Eric Sprott and Rob McEwen behind you, and you've also got a bunch of people behind you who don't have the superstar names who have brought us to this point. So first of all, thank you. Second of all, I want to jump right to the reason why we're on this call. October 1st, OSC and IROC put out a press release, basically putting a bounty on predatory short sellers, a $5 million bounty. And since then I've noticed, and I called around and I finally spoke to you last week. I said, I think the predatory short sellers must have been shook by that letter, by that press release, and may not be operating or at least not operating as aggressively as they were before. And we have you to thank for that. So uh, what do you think about that October 1st letter, first of all, as a step forward to helping the small cap world? And then what do you think its impact has been and will be? Well, I mean, I thought it was a great uh, move. You know, I... Um... 
uh, I think it was long overdue and, and I'm glad that they finally stepped up and, and did it. I think, uh, you know, uh, while we, we, we obviously, what's that saying about uh, victory has many, many generals, you know, <laughs> so I, I think, you know, we're, we're happy to have played a part in, in getting, uh, getting that on the agenda and, and uh, there was a fairly aggressive, as you recall, around that time, uh, you know, uh, web, uh, a story ex expose on, right. on on a, on one of the legendary short sellers uh, the Anson funds in 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 the, in the country and and uh and there you know there uh, you know, certain allegations were made there and, and obviously pretty scary and dark stuff so I, I think between you know our persistent aggressive campaigning with you know with you know with uh, virtually a who's who of Canadian mining saying hey enough is enough we got to give the investors a fair shot to make a dollar we've got to allow companies to be able to raise capital in an honorable way and go forward i mean uh you know and, and i think between those moves the 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 um, you know iraq and, uh, and the osc and the csa uh became aware more fundamentally aware of the severity of the problem and uh you know they, they seem more interested in in, in, in uh, addressing uh, some solutions so um i'm i'm uh I was late to the party in this in terms of, you know, I mean, we've known about this for a long time and I, I just got so pissed off at one uh, PDAC that I, I just had enough. I, I, was, I had my network moment where I went to the window and threw it open and said, I'm sick of this shit, you know, but, but yeah, man, uh, we all, we all were, none of us knew what to do. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and uh, you know, it's, it's amazing to me that they, that they've let this happen because I, I think, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think anybody did it on purpose. I think this, you know, um, this rule change on the tick test was an inadvertent one. They didn't specifically say, hey, the tick test is bad, let's get rid of it. It was basically to allow algorithmic trading, which is a whole other kettle of fish. And, you know, we're, we're not here to talk about algorithmic trading uh, today. Uh, but, but you know, I, I think the, 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 the net net of it is that when we, when we did our research, we actually hired Mirenbield, which is a very respected, uh, you know, mining research outfit. I'm sure you're uh, familiar with their stock and uh, price forecast, whatever. And, but they're like a real research outfit. It's like I had done my own research, sort of back of the envelope, sort of entrepreneur style. But I, I wanted to actually to hire somebody who was a real statistician and you know a professional researcher and and see if it was true, you know. And the, and what they showed is that historically, you know, uh, before the tick test was repealed, mining. Uh, indexes traded at or above commodity indexes which makes sense right it's generally right. a commo commodity business it makes sense it's a pretty pretty a pretty logical correlation right right You'd right so, so uh since that time now the uh, mining index is trading at 35 percent of where it historically was so stocks would have to triple to get back to ordinary think about that for a second across the board all 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 stocks in the mining sector so you know obviously that's a crushing of values so you, you're, you're wiping out a lot of capital you're wiping out the company's ability to raise capital because they're you know every, you know as you're as you you know a dilution nobody's and, interested yeah you know Pretty, nobody, uh, there was a time when you couldn't get people to look at a a mine for free you know they, they, yeah no it, it it and 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 it's interesting and while things are turning and I think we're all generally more optimistic about mining now than 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 we have been for a long time. I, I throw people a stat, and it's a, it's a good one. Is you, is is you, if you take the TSXV and you divide it by the S and P, you get a ratio. Okay, from 2001 to 2013, that ratio was about like was always above 0.9, got as high as 
2.6. Today it's 0.2. Think about that. I mean, so, so I mean, 80%, yeah, 80% below it's, yeah, so, so, yeah, so, so, so we've got a long ways to go to come back. Uh, But I think finally, uh, commodity cycle looks like it's coming, shaping up for us. And I think, you know, I think, you know, if, if, if IROC and CSA, you know, uh, you know, are awake now, and, and it seems like they are, and they're and they're and they're doing good things like that bounty, um, and I think uh, we're we're going to shortly hear from the uh, the task force uh, that uh, that the Ontario government uh, had to review the Ontario Securities Commission, and they're going to uh, give uh, their thoughts uh, to the government probably either over the holidays or early in the new year, our sources say. And um, we expect some very strong, uh, you know, uh, anti-predatory short-selling uh, language right. in there, so that we get some teeth. And you know, we as an organization are we, we want to have a very short life here, but we're going to stick around to make sure this gets put into law, so that and then we're done. Then, and and to be clear, Terry, <clears throat> I know you guys started off as Save Canadian Mining, and the data you used was from the mine, which, which by the way is overwhelming data because it made up such a big part of the TSX venture. But at the end of the day, what you're doing uh, uh, benefits companies in all industries. 100%, and we've, we've always said that, you know, we, 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 you know, we were mining guys, so we, 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 we dealt with mining and sure. it, was, it was an easy one for us to sort of deal with, but we, we fundamentally believe it should be across the board. It's biotech, it's industrials, the cannabis sector got crushed, you know, all those guys. So everyone, this doesn't benefit anybody but the offshore hedge funds. So there, there's there's no uh, there's no winner here but those guys. They don't pay taxes in Ontario. They don't pay taxes in Canada. They don't they don't really employ Canadians to the most part. So it's hard to find uh, why we should be doing them training any, investors cash. Yeah, we shouldn't be doing them any favors. We should be be very vigorous in in, in uh, you know making that uh, policy. And what I like about what you said earlier is, <clears throat> a lot of us have whined i'm going to say that a lot of us have whined to the regulators myself i know clients to no avail right just calling up regulators and again we're not blaming them but whining obviously didn't work call up and say what's going on and we'd show all this basic data where we'd say abc widgets got you know 50 million shares outstanding but it's traded 200 million shares in the last 60 days how could it turn over its volume four times things like that but that was never enough what you guys did was you were really data driven. You guys did deep dives into the data. And I, is, is it fair to say that once they were, once the regulators were shown this data, they realized pretty quickly that, man, there's really something to this. This is a, this is, this is a problem. We, uh, we have to take this seriously at the very least. Yeah. You know, I, I will say it, without the data, we would definitely, I don't think be getting the traction we're getting. Um, they, uh, I will say that they, 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 you know, at the uh, at the end of the day, they they were cooperative and they shared with us certain data they were collecting, and eventually we got to the real data, and and uh, you know I hope uh, you know we, we were told IROC was going to release that data uh, back in the in the in the fall, and so I, it hasn't been released yet. So we, we we made it part of our submission to the task force. So I, I guess at some point in time. Freedom of information will bring that data forward. Uh, so we'd hope at some point that would be released to the public because it should be public data. Uh, because very clearly, uh, you know, short selling does cause issues. 
and and has has hurt the economy and and uh, um, you know it's it's important to to make these changes for uh, you know for lots of good solid business reasons and uh, I think now uh, now that they're started on this pathway you know government's hard to turn around uh, but I think now that they're on the pathway I think they'll hopefully uh, see it through to the end and that's our mission really the next two or three months is just to make sure we continue to you know praise them if they make the right moves and and uh, focus them on on making sure they drive it through to the finish line. Yeah, and look, you're right because I think Canada, Canada to me looks like the best startup economy maybe in the world now. I mean, I think it's replaced the Silicon Valley. It's gotten naturally just grown into behemoth. It's large. It's not the place anymore for small startups. It's not the place anymore for small investors. And Canada seems to have that perfect situation where we've got uh, great regulations as far as the exchanges for listing. Make sure they listen good companies. We got active investors we just need to fix this problem and if we can fix this problem canada can really live up to that dream of being the place where small cap companies small cap mining small cap tech biotech all of them bricks and mortar cannabis can you're, can list with some confidence create jobs create wealth create tax revenue right yeah. at the end of the day no no i mean and this is this is the message to the government you know is that there's never, you know, we're not asking for a handout. We want to make you guys money, you know, and because uh, the other guys are just taking the money out of out of Ontario, out of Canada, and and you know, you want jobs and taxation and opportunities for our people here. So you know, just you know, give us an even playing field, and uh, like you say, Canada would then be separate and and be spectacular because. This is a problem in the United States. It's a problem in Australia. It's a problem in Europe. So if we could become the first guys to address it, it will really help. And uh, I think we'll we'll get a lot of uh, capital flowing in here as a result of that. And uh, that'll be uh, that'll you know capital access is one of the keys to uh, business success, as you know. Do you do you guys have any sense for in all that data just how much potential market cap has been wiped out? Uh, by this, because you're talking about in you know point two the the S and P TSX yeah, yeah, spread yeah. is so so what I ballpark mean, uh, yeah what does that look so, like in market cap? So well, I mean that's what that uh, Muirbiel number was was basically they were trading 65 percent underneath the average. So in other words, if you took the, the total market cap of the TSXV, it needs to triple to get back to ordinary. That's what's been lost. Yeah, so we're talking about billions. We're talking about tens of billions, most likely. Probably, yeah. Yeah. A big yeah. number. And, and, and we're just talking about companies today, forget all the ones that didn't make it because of this. Yeah. 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 And, and the lost opportunities, you know. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, when we started and like, we're not about safety and money. It's not really about trying to poke the bear. We're not about blame. We're, what we're saying no. is that, hey, guys, the system's broken. Let's fix it for everyone. Let's at least, you know, for, for the companies, for the communities, and for the uh, uh, the uh, employee employment opportunities, let's fix it for for, for that. And uh, you know we can't change the past. Let's just move it forward. So that would be a really great uh, you know uh, New Year's gift for uh, for us. And trust me, after this COVID debacle, we're going to need to have everything we have going for us to uh, haul our country out of, country, uh, out of its. Uh, deep despair that we're about to get into i'm afraid yeah hopefully we can uh eradicate or at least you know, significantly diminish the covid virus in 2021 but even almost more important the financial markets let's get rid of these offshore hedge fund that virus right that, that <laughs> yeah that's the financial virus yeah that's the financial virus exactly 
Yeah. I mean, Terry, do you look forward with excitement when you think about, hey, if we just give, because I remember what the small cap markets were like between 2005 and 2008. And the reason why I stopped at 2008, because I know this, this rule came in in 2012, but you almost can't count 2009 to 2012 because the global financial crisis came in. Yeah. yeah. Things went upside down. And yeah. it seemed like 2012 was right at the time when the small cap car markets were trying, were starting to recover. And all of a sudden they fell off a cliff again. It's like, what's going on? And we didn't realize that this was the problem. But do you what do you guys ever sit and think about, hey, could we return back that like that 2004 to 2008 kind of market if it just has a if the small cap markets just have a chance? Yeah, I think I, I think flow we, naturally. I think I think we think that you know that that can definitely happen. And uh, I mean, if, if we, you know, if we get out of the way of of the investor and get out of the way of the company and and just let you know fair business practices you know uh, you know establish themselves, then 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 you know you know, because we're coming into a commodity bull market and, and generally speaking, you know, TSXV is still a very heavy metals materials market. So it's going to, it's going to boom. I mean, you get, uh, I mean, we've been blessed, you know, safety in mind would be nothing without Eric Sprott. Eric Sprott wrote the first check. I guess I wrote the first check, but Eric wrote the much bigger check. Thank and, you, Eric. And, 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 and he, he's just a classy guy and he, he's just such a great man. And, 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 and all the other mining companies, like, you know, the, the uh, Sean Rusins and Keith Neumeyers and the many, you know, we've got about 30, 40, 50 companies now that have, have supported us and, and everyone from the smallest Chilean metals to the giant Sprott Inc, you know, so, so, uh, you know, we, we've had enormous, uh, you know, help from those people who, you know, basically, again, you know, are doing it because they recognize, and in many cases, that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just bad for their shareholders, you know, and, and, and uh, bad for the sector. So, uh, yeah, it, it would be, it'd be phenomenal because I like, you know, when I give my pitch on, on Chilean metals and I talk about, you know, what our plans for, you know, going forward, you know, I, I usually start with the macro approach and say, Hey, look, the commodity cycle is turning. And then I, and I say, and I, and I think the structural cycle is turning too. So this should give us all hope that, well, at least I'm at the point now where honestly, the reason why I started is I was going to leave the mining business, George, honest to God. But I thought, you know, before I go, this is this great Canadian business. And it's like, we're, we're, I, I thought before I go, I should try and change this goddamn rule because it, it, it's like happening on our watch. I remember talking to the guys up and down my row at PDAC and I was just disgusted with nobody being there. But, and, 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 and I, uh, you know, I, and I, and I, and I think, you know, you know, think about one of the things we can be great at. I mean, we're great at mining. You know, we, we really have the great, you know, mining professionals. We got tremendous technology and and this is one of our strengths and we should be leveraging it. And we did historically built some great companies and there's some great ones to come. And, you know, it would be just a shame if if our financial system fails to support that, that that really critical business. And 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 now as Canada matures and gets into the technology, you know, the capital that we need to become you know, a biotech hub to become a, you know, a, 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 a you know, a cannabis. cannabis. Yes, exactly. All that stuff. Biopharma. I mean, that, this is, this is, this is what, you know, needs to happen in a nimble, small company, like country like Canada, where educated education is there, you know, we could, we could help a lot of these people and, and, but you need to have access to capital and uh, um, hopefully, uh, hopefully this will, uh, this will help. We're, we're, uh, yeah, and that's why, Terry, I don't think you can be overstated. Look, for everyone at home who's watching or listening, 
it just can't be overstated what save SCM save Canadian mining has done and what Terry's done to spearhead it, what Eric and Rob and, and Keith and the, the other founding members did to finance it and back it. And, you know, in a, you got almost, you got to think, you know, we live in a generation now to talk about what Eric and, and Rob and Keith and all of them have done. We live in a generation where the wealthy are being demonized as being, you know, predators themselves, right? And you would almost think in a bad world that the likes of Eric Sprott and these guys may not mind if predatory short sellers are driving down values of great quality assets because they have the wherewithal to step in and maybe pick stuff up on the cheap and profit from it forever. But they did the, the they did the complete opposite, which is- No, no and, and that's a thousand percent accurate. And, and Eric hundred percent could have done that. You right. know what? But but he, he has never been a short guy. He's a long guy. And he's he's he, you got to have a lot of respect for him because he 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 wants to build you know good old fashioned wealth the you know the the right way you know and build you know invest in good companies and 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 help them grow and 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 and, and you know pick up his winners as he goes you know so so he he's been awesome at doing that and and you know the Sean Bruises of the world these types of guys same 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 type of discipline and I think that's been sensational and as you say too often the the capital you know capitalism is fantastic cronyism sucks and and unfortunately a lot of a lot of capitalism has become cronyism and i'm like i'm disgusted by that and and me you know any any small series capitalists like myself or an entrepreneur or investors like yourself or your listeners should be as well you know and it's we need to just get back to the basics and everything man it's it's scary as a society and i see all this stuff and i'm just like you know, I'm thinking I woke up in a zombie universe or something. I don't know, but uh, but you know, yeah, it, got, uh, it really did get scary there, Terry. I'm telling you, it got really bad. There were times when I started, you know, you thought about leaving the mining business, and there were times when I actually started contemplating, man, how long can I just spin wheels for? Sometimes we we meet great companies, great entrepreneurs, great investors, uh, help companies add value, build, and then just see them crushed. Yeah. But thank God, you know, guys like you and me didn't leave. And thank goodness guys like Eric and Sean and Rob and Keith, all yeah. them yeah. Yeah. backed it. And I look, it looks like we're moving to a really good place. And that's why I say it can't be overstated what you guys have pulled off here, man. Yeah. Well, as I said, it was, you know, a, a lot of, uh, you know, team effort. I think the good news is, you know, the, uh, I think the Ford government has shown some leadership in, in, in uh, uh, being open-minded and, 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 and listening, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, good on them. And, and uh, you know, I, I think that uh, the, the way our securities laws work in Canada, if you if you don't get Ontario on side, nothing else matters because, the, you know, that's that's and then, of Good course, you know, say, then if you if you get them on side, then, of course, you, you need Quebec and B.C. and Alberta and so forth. And but I mean, generally speaking, they, they, they understand that that, you know, these things are, are being done for a productive reason. And I think they're 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 they want to be more productive. They want to be more competitive. So, so good on them for for at least uh, doing that. And let's uh, let's hope they continue in the new year and put this uh, legislation in and put some teeth into this so that we can uh, make sure that uh, that we eradicate the predatory short selling and and uh, allow uh, companies and uh, opportunities to come to our country and and to grow. Uh, in the meantime, one thing you want to address was the SCA came out with a report recently um about shorting uh and saying it may not be as bad as they thought it was but they dealt with short and distort not predatory yeah. short selling and for everyone at home to be clear short and distort is 
ABC widget stock has gone from 20 cents to a dollar. George Terry and a bunch of guys get together, short the stock, and then we use social media and discussion forums to distort the message, confuse investors, and hopefully drive it down. That's not what predatory short selling is. Predatory short selling is ABC widgets goes from 20 cents to a dollar. And the Terry George offshore fund has 20, you know, $50 million available to it. And just literally use that stack to crush the stock. We don't even bother trying to distort. So I know you want to address that to make sure the world understood that. Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, the, there was a press release out, you know, a week or 10 days ago on this and you know, the, uh, I guess the message was that, you know, the short and distort isn't a problem in Canada. And, and, and the, it sort of sounded like and predatory short selling wasn't a problem. And I just want to make it clear that, you know, short and distort sounds like it's not a big problem down here. Uh, and, and it certainly wasn't anything we ever, ever were focused on in safety in mind. Uh, but predatory short selling is a big problem. And, and the fact that they've gone away for two months, uh, you know, or slowed their activity, uh, these guys are wily and they're, they're like the smartest guys in the room. They got the most money so they can hire the brightest guys. They got the best technology. So trust me, if we don't put some teeth into this stuff, they'll be back with a vengeance and we'll be back on our ass. So, uh, you know, I, I just want to don't let the regulators get comfortable that this is gone. It ain't gone. It ain't going to be gone until we put some teeth in uh, some new regulatory uh, actions to make sure they stay uh, away. In the interim, though, without naming names, because uh, I called you on Friday, today's Wednesday, and uh, I was I was seeing a pattern. I was speaking the likes of Sheldon and Wintosh and other big investors saying, hey, are, are you seeing what I'm seeing, which is it seems like those predatory shorts have backed off since October 1st. Without name names, you, uh, when we spoke on Friday, you seem to think that they that they have at least for now. Uh, maybe you want to tell share with share with people your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, I share you know, names if you want, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, you know. I've heard that, you know, some people like, you know, the people in the, you know, I've heard the, some of these guys have moved south of the border, focusing on, on other opportunities there and, and maybe temporarily away from here because they're, you know, they're, uh, you know, they're under scrutiny. Um, you know, again, I, 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 uh, uh, I, a couple things I would say, the elections have happened. That's taken a lot of focus off people and, 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 uh, advertising costs everything went up with that so that all has an impact on 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 some of this stuff and i i think uh you know i wouldn't you know i'm, I'm glad that they've been quieter and i hope they stay away i hope they've moved permanently away from us but i'm i'm uh i think uh I'm, you know and it's good that the osc put that bounty letter out i think that's put a shot across the bow for these guys and and probably gave the investment banks uh, a bit of a uh, a, a scare because they're they're part of it you know unfortunately and and uh they they basically that's how these guys trade they don't it's not like you know you and i are like a client and broker and i phone you up and say yeah, let's short these 12 companies today that's not how it works it's a algorithmic machine talking through a bank broker machine and they're and they're hitting all this stuff so at the end of the day the bank broker facilitates this so so you know they, they, they need to wake up too, you know, and, and, and I think this is where, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, while the bad guys are offshore uh, hedge funds for the most part and trading there and taking the profits there, there's a chunk of, uh, of the profits are, are 
are in the fees and services that are being charged by the banks. It's been a big profit center for them. So they, you know, it's like, you know, I'm sure they, you know, they want on the one hand Canadian business to grow and whatever, but the guys in their, in their, in their fiefdoms in the banks that are, that's their profit center. They don't want it to go away because that's their bonuses. That's their livelihood. So, you know, you can but, but you guys presented so much data now that they're, they're maybe not willing accomplices, but, you know, willfully blind to the fact that people are using illegally tactics to damage Canadian business. Now I would assume the threat of civil liability. I mean, you could see if this thing was to continue on, someone's going to bring forth a hundred billion dollar yeah, civil yeah. suit. You would, uh, you would, and then you would force up, force their hand that way. So, is it fair to yeah. say that you guys are presenting up data where they're saying, "Yeah, I, every we, time we know don't know about this anymore, and now our liabilities are bigger than our profits from trading for these offshore funds." Yeah, I, 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 I would, we would hope, you know, um, you know, the uh, these guys, you know, these guys have monster legal departments and <laughs> infrastructure, so I don't think they they're too scared uh, about a lot of stuff. But I think at the end of the day. Uh, you know, the the, uh, the more you raise a public perception and the more the public feels, hey, uh, you know, I'm getting ripped off and you're part of the ripoff. They don't want to be there. They don't want to be tainted with that brush. Uh, so I, and I think government is also wanting to avoid that. So uh, I'm hopeful that, you know, we, we hear good things are coming in this uh, recommendation from the task force that they're going to put some teeth in these predatory short selling rules and, you uh, you know, let's hope that they follow through with it. And, and uh, you know, there's lots of good business reasons for them to do so. And and uh, no really good business reasons not to, other than looking after special interests. And we, we need to stop that. That's the cronyism I'm talking about that we need to stick in. Man, man you, guys done, you guys just done a masterful job cornering the, uh, cornering the message, you know, cornering the narrative on this. So good on you guys. And Terry... We're going to have you back, but ballpark, when do you think, you know, those next steps when you hear from the government? So, will be? so what we're uh, anticipating, uh, we've been pretty quiet the last couple of months, say, to any money, you know, primarily because, you know, we're waiting for the report. And uh, and then I, you know, I mean, because we're a volunteer organization, I, I actually have a day job. I need to, you know, put uh, chicken dinner on the table. So been working on, on our own stuff. But generally speaking, we're thinking uh, mid-January, you know, we'll probably uh, have a, a good assessment of where everything is at. And we'll, we'll start to, see the, I'm sure the government will have a little table the report and then possibly have a policy position. And, and then our view will basically be to uh, hopefully, hopefully we're endorsing, we hope, hopefully they're, they're doing the right thing and, they, and, they, and they're putting something there that we think is meaningful and, 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 and powerful and we'll, we'll, we'll endorse it and support it and, 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 and communicate that to our audiences. Uh, and we'll continue to carry that message through PDAC uh, through until the legislation is in. And, uh, and uh, yeah, that's, that's the hope, you know. Uh, and, uh, and then if, if, the, if it's not all we want it to be, we'll ask for changes because this is just a recommendation from a task force. They're under no obligation to listen to it or, or to uh, only go there. They can, they can government can make and, and do what changes they they feel necessary to make so so we're not uh it's not gospel so uh we just you know we'll be there to you know advocate for our cause which is a simple one and and to hope that uh, they do the right thing and and that we can slap them on the back and say great job guys and then uh, we can slap yeah. all of you guys on the back uh and do the same thing and i really yeah. mean it so we won't count any chickens before they're no. had 
but things have been looking up, especially look, when I saw that letter go out, when I saw the press, I reread it twice because I didn't believe what I was seeing, but that sent a very strong signal to me that you guys have made a big impact for them to put out that, uh, the, that, that press release. So let's hope this, so it's mid January, right? Terry, you're thinking so around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking some, sometime between now and mid January, we're going to okay. get that task force, uh, report tabled and then, then, uh, probably the government response to it. And, uh, and then hopefully, uh, hopefully can, we can, you know, uh, watch them, you know, put it into, in, into, uh, into law and, uh, and then, you know, everyone else can, we can all get back to what we really want to do is which is build companies and create some value for our shareholders and make some money for ourselves. And I won't do it here. Cause I know you're a guy of, you know, great integrity and, but uh, at some point I'm going to want the world to know more about cardiol therapeutics and Chilean and, and Chilean metals uh, because th those are your day jobs and that's who you're responsible for. And I just want at least mention that for now, but fingers crossed that everything works out between now and mid-January and we're having uh, another call then to kind of let everybody in the industry, both issuers and small cap investors know, uh, you know, what the results are. But thanks so much for what you've done so far, Terry. Great, George. Thanks for having us on. Really appreciate yeah. it. We, 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 we need, uh, you know, media exposure from people like yourselves and from, from the people that have been uh, helpful on the way through because, uh, you know, we can't afford to buy ads, <laughs> you know, so we got to get the word out. So really appreciate you uh, you doing that for us. We're going to get it out for you. Absolutely. Thanks for Terry. Thanks for joining us, Terry. And uh, look, happy holidays. Yeah, happy Merry new Christmas. year. Yeah. Get some rest. You've earned it because you've been pulling double and triple time on behalf of everybody. So uh, have some eggnog on us. Okay. Sounds good. All right, guys. Cheers. You've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast uh, platform to Terry Lynch. He's a founder of Save Canadian Mining. That's the you know lobbying group, advocacy, advocacy group that's been fighting on behalf of all of us. This is why this is so important. There's no bias here. This isn't, you know, a Gorecom's typical webcast where we're talking about a client and, you know, you can take it one way or another. This is Save Canadian Mining, saving all of the small cap space, helping all of us have a fair market to create great value, to sink and swim on its own. And, and they've done a fantastic job. So make sure to stay tuned with this. Spread this right now. When you're done with this, hit share. Post it on your LinkedIn, post on your Twitter, post on Facebook, put a great introduction there so people know what this is all about. And let's make sure we spread the, world so, the word so we can really finalize this. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Any help you can give Terry, Save Canadian Mining would be fantastic. Have a great day. See you next time.